This is a WKYT podcast. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome into Countdown to Game Time. Lee K. Howard along with Alex Walker. And Alex, we're going to talk a lot of basketball because mm -hmm. it's that time of the yep. year. That's what's happening, both men and women. But uh, let's start with the men's basketball team. And of course, this week has not played out the way that most Kentucky fans would have liked to. Have. It had played out after the uh, loss the other night uh, for the Wildcats. Yeah, you're up 58-50 in the second half. Uh, things seem to be going well. Uh, South Carolina's offense isn't doing anything. Then all of a sudden, uh, a complete defensive breakdown from the Cats. They gave up 50, 60 points or so in the second half. 56 points in the second half alone. To a South Carolina, South Carolina team Carolina. that has sputtered offensively all season long, losing to teams like Stetson. Uh, a, a tough loss. Uh, it, for, for whatever reason, that building, that city, that team has has plagued John Calipari time and time again. I think it's his fourth loss in Columbia uh, since Four he's and been four here. overall. Um, it's just South something Carolina. about that building. He's been teed up there a few times too, not this time around. But the good thing, though, is the players, from talking to them today, they don't seem too rattled, too phased. They realize there's a lot of season left. This is still so, so early in the SEC slate, and, and there's no time to sulk, and there's no time to hang your heads because Arkansas – is one of the toughest venues, not only in America to play in, but the SEC. It's definitely one of those top venues. It's rowdy. Uh, they call the Hogs, and it's yeah. going to be a, it's going to be a tough place to deal with come tomorrow at four o'clock. Absolutely. First of all, a, a couple takeaways from the other night. I think one thing that Cal can really take that tape and and show his guys, and he said as much after the game that, you know, once you get somebody down by fourteen. Yeah. Then you got to extend that lead to 20 mm -hmm. and, and further bury somebody. And that's what they did not do the other night. So just because they were up by double digits doesn't mean you're going to win the game. Now, Alex, this was the first game all season long that Kentucky was up by double digits at some point in the game and then ended up losing the mm -hmm. game. So I think that's kind of a wake up call. Um, you know, they just let our excuse me, they let South Carolina stick around too long. Mm -hmm. And that resulted in a big night for one guy, and he was able to knock down a big bank shot three to win the game. So it's an ugly loss, a black eye on their resume when it comes to Selection Sunday. There's not going to be a lot of complaining on Selection Sunday if you lose to South Carolina and Evansville and Utah. Nope. I mean, you can lose some games and still get a pretty good seed, but you can't lose to those kind of teams nope. and get a good seed. Now, can is there still time to get a good seat in the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. We're still building toward March, as, as John Calipari likes to say, and there are still a couple of quality wins out there. And this one on Saturday against Arkansas on the road is certainly an opportunity for that. It is. And uh, Eric Musselman is a guy, first year head coach for Arkansas, like came over from Nevada. Uh, he's one of those up and coming young coaching stars in the business. And you can see why in year one already at Arkansas what he's been able to accomplish. This team has has beaten some really strong opponents. They're nearly unbeatable at home. And when you got a young nucleus and a young coach that, that believes they can win, it's going to be a tall task for Kentucky on Saturday. Uh, they, the players know, well, all these players haven't played in Fayetteville, but they've known from talking to Nick and guys that have played there, this is a tough venue. You might not think of Arkansas as a team that historically is, is good at home. Arkansas is tough to be in that building. It's rowdy. Uh -huh. And on a Saturday at 4 o'clock, it's, it's going to be a packed you know, house. They're a pretty good team any way you look at it, even not at home. I watched them the game right after Kentucky's on Wednesday night was Arkansas against Vandy at Vandy. And they, and they handled Vandy, and it wasn't that big of a, of a contest for most really for the entire game so and of course when Kentucky comes to town it's going to be a even an elevated sense yep. of uh, them wanting to play even better against the Wildcats so 
Arkansas and Kentucky, 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon on ESPN. Like I said, a chance for the Wildcats to uh, to get back. You talked to John Calipari this afternoon. Yeah. What, what did Cal, what was kind of his message to uh, maybe his team or to everybody else? It was kind of, the way he started the press conference was pretty funny. He uh, he said that when the, the, the loss first happened, they go in the locker room and he says, guys, look, tough loss. It happens. Let's get on the plane. Let's get home. And he said when he started watching the film on the plane, he's like, guys, come to the front of the plane. We got to talk about this. What happened? You give up 56 points in the second half. What happened defensively? So it was kind of funny when he when the loss soaked in. He's like, guys, come to the front of front of the plane. What in the world happened? But look, like the guy said, let's refocus. And, and John Calipari also said after that loss, he had individual meetings with each player like he mm -hmm. does after most games and ask each guy. Is there anything I'm asking you to do that you can't do? Is it is it is it rebounding? Is it setting screens? Is it hustle plays? He asked Johnny and Keon, guys, am I asking you something that you can't do? Because tell me, and I won't ask you to do that. Right. Because he doesn't want guys playing to their weaknesses. He wants them playing to their strengths. And Keon's one of the guys he singled out today in the press conference saying he liked his aggressive nature, which uh, it was easy to pick up on him and Khalil early on. Those guys were being aggressive, but what he wanted him to say or wanted him to do was don't be over aggressive. They talked about this drill they do in practice where they have one guy go for the offensive board, one guy go for the block. And he said at the South Carolina game, they had multiple people trying to block and no one going for an <laughs> offensive rebound or a rebound in general. That can't happen because South Carolina killed UK on the offensive glass. Right, 20 offensive day. rebounds. And that was one of the big reasons why they were able to complete that comeback and, and score 56 in the second half. Nate Sestina, a senior guy, but he had some trouble finding a guy, finding his guy to box out in that game, and that was obviously one of the big problems as far as the offensive rebounds were concerned for South Carolina. And in a way, those offensive rebounds, those second-chance points, is really what allowed South Carolina to get back into that game. And then, of course, them being able to finish through contact. I don't know how many and ones they shot in the second half, but you can you can bet that that's going to be a, if it hasn't already been, a uh, focus in these couple of days here before this Arkansas trip. So, uh, yeah, big opportunity for the Wildcats. They can really put this one behind them if they go out and play well against Arkansas because they've got this game and they're at home, I believe, next Tuesday night. Against Georgia. Against Georgia, and then it's on the road to Texas Tech yeah. for the uh, Big 12 SEC Challenge. So that's where the men's basketball program is. Again, tomorrow, 4 o'clock ESPN. This guy right here will have the highlights for you tomorrow night right here on WKYT. Let's talk about the women, though, because it's not all doom and gloom when it comes to basketball in yeah. Kentucky because the women's team, the 11th-ranked Kentucky women's team, is coming off a very dominating win last night over the 12th-ranked Texas A&M Aggies. It was an impressive win. Uh, it is important to note before we dive in that A&M was without its leading scorer, Kennedy Carter, but don't let that uh, take away from what Kentucky did last night against the Aggies. Uh, they didn't just beat them. They beat them by 22 points. Uh, Ryan Howard is the easy storyline to look at. 24 points. I believe she scored 20-plus for the seventh consecutive mm -hmm. game. Second leading score in the country. Leading score in the SEC. She's dominant. She's only a sophomore. I remember saying last year about midway through the season, she might be the national player of the year by the time she's done in Lexington. And, and, and as a sophomore, it I mean, might happen might next it. year. Yeah, she might do it this it year. It might happen year. Yeah, this year or next year. She's yeah. sensational. Uh, Blair Green, though, was, was my big takeaway from last night. Everyone loves her. A Kentucky girl. Uh, came in as a big-time recruit. A, a bit of a letdown last season was kind of trying to carve out her role in Matthew Mitchell's game plan. 
it seems like she's finally found herself. She went one for 11 against Florida just right. a week ago. Last night, though, in the second quarter, Ryan Howard sat with two fouls, and everyone's kind of wondering, is this when A&M's going to make its run? And they outscored him 21-8 to eight before halftime. In that Blair second Green, quarter. In that second yeah. quarter. And Blair Green hit a couple of threes, a couple of big shots at the end of the shot clock, and, and, and looked like she was in rhythm and looked confident and was having fun out there. She was smiling. And that was such a good sign because this Kentucky team – there is so much depth. If you have not yes. watched this team, it seems like every night, well, outside of Ryan Howard, their second leading scorer is a different name every time. Yeah, and you have to have that when you have a talent like Ryan Howard that's going to draw a double or triple yep. team in many cases. You're going to have to have Sabrina Haynes, the transfer from Arizona State, who yep. is eligible, that's been playing this year. She's been great since the beginning of the year. She's really now good. they have Chastity Patterson, the uh, Texas transfer, who just became eligible at semester, and yep. she has really added another element, especially in the back court to this this team and then like you said Blair Green if she can just be a consistent score yep. especially a three-point shooter I mean they're right there there's four pieces yep. that uh, you can really build around and that's a pretty formidable team in the SEC uh, they get some post play along with that and then they're a really really good team so I, I think this this women's team is really poised for a good run right now in the SEC yeah, only two losses so far this year four and one in the SEC 15 and two there are two losses to number one South Carolina to number five Louisville and they should have beat Louisville here in Lexington back in December but uh, you mentioned they're stacked at the guard position and that's their strong suit it has been for a while uh, a big positive last night and Matthew Mitchell addressed it in his postgame press conference was Nene Cole was was really good. She had her hands full. I mean, Texas A&M has some big time size down low, and, uh, and they racked up the points early. But when she settled it in, she was suspended for a few games a few weeks ago. And Matthew Mitchell said in the past, he's had players he's had to suspend, and they've completely been deflated. They've kind of quit on the season and moved on. Nene Cole didn't do that. She regrouped. She settled it in refocused and she was really good last night for UK with an Aggie front court that buoyed her a little bit but she if, if they can get her uh -huh. to elevate her game a little bit that's just another positive for a team that's just trending upward and upward absolutely and when it comes to the women's tournament of course they have an opportunity to host so it looks yeah. like Kentucky yeah. is moving in that direction and that would be a lot of fun if Kentucky is able to host a uh, first round first second round games uh, once again they've just got to keep on keeping on they, yep. they play again on Sunday yes. Uh, is that LSU? I believe it's LSU, yes. I believe it's LSU on Sunday. So, yeah, so they're moving in the right direction. Kentucky men's basketball with another opportunity tomorrow afternoon against Arkansas. Once again, he'll have the highlights for you right here on WKYT. Any closing thoughts, remarks? Do you want to leave everybody with well, high school well, basketball tonight? I will see. Yeah, we do have high school games tonight. Um, outside of EKU and Moorhead State basketball in UK tomorrow, um, it's, it's hard to believe with how cold it is outside and it being January 17th, but it's fan day for the UK baseball, baseball. and softball team. Yeah. Uh, so it's at Nutterfield House, I believe. I think it's 1030 to noon. Chance to meet the UK baseball and softball players, Nick Mingio and Rachel Lawson. Get out there and see them. They're always fun to, to hang out with, and it's a chance to, to jumpstart a season where uh, both teams have high expectations this year. A fun activity you can do indoors on a very cold day. Yeah. How about that? Take your kids. Yeah, maybe I will. All right, <laughs> for Alex Walker, I'm Lee K. Howard. This has been Countdown to Game Time on WKYT Facebook Live. Thanks for joining us.